I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be 34 Principles of High Achievement. Well, I made a list because I, from time to time, as a coach, one of the big things that I do is I go over fundamentals with people. I teach people the things that I know that can help them in all areas of their lives, and I also give them honest, no sunshine blowing up their asses feedback. And obviously a big part of what I do is reviewing fundamentals. That's why if you've been following me for a while, you're going to hear a lot of the same concepts over and over and talked about an approach from like literally hundreds of different ways. And the bottom line is to get from where you are to where you want to be in life, it's a long process. It literally takes decades to go from coming up with an idea or a vision of who you want to be and who you want to become in your life and then day in and day out, taking all the little steps and all the little action to get you from where you are to where you want to be. And in the meantime, we all have to deal with people who the world never seems to have an endless supply of. People who are going to tell you what your limitations are and what you're capable of or not capable of and basically try to hold you back. So when you figure it takes decades to accomplish things that you want in life, how do you keep yourself motivated day in and day out, week in, week out, month after month, year after year? And I put together a list of 34 of the best things that have helped me continue because it's really being successful is it's an internal journey. It's kind of like playing a game of golf. It's just you and the club and the golf ball and the course and how you show up and what you do or what you fail to do and it's tough to stay motivated when we're all surrounded by people who don't have anything positive to say because let's face it most people tend to major in minor things in life so i have a quote that i wrote and then we're going to go through these items one by one and the quote says successful people think and act differently than people who live lives of quiet desperation and mediocrity our brains are naturally wired to cause us to move away from fear danger and uncertainty for survival. However, succeeding in reaching your full potential is a process that requires you to take action in spite of your fears and doubts. Overcoming challenges, pushing past your own perceived limitations and fears is an unavoidable necessity and prerequisite to accomplishing your grandest goals and dreams. Managing your focus, mindset, staying in the present moment, and taking consistent Perpetual action over many decades is a discipline every successful person must master. If you don't master your emotional self-control, you will be mastered and dominated by your fears and never reach your full potential. So let's go through item number one. What do you want? In other words, you got to figure out what it is that you want before you start on the journey. In other words, what's your vision for your life? Who do you personally want, want to become? What is your vision for your personal life? What is your vision for your career or your business life? What kind of peer group and friends do you want to have in your life? What types of things do you want? What kind of a house or what kind of cars or toys or things do you want to supplement your lifestyle? Second is, why do you want it? 
Because it's nice to say, oh, I want to make a million dollars or I want to have the woman of my dreams. Well, why do you want it? And the reason why this is important is you have to have an emotionally compelling reason or reasons why you want what you want. Because succeeding takes a long time. And there's going to be lots of ups and downs. There's going to be lots of challenges, lots of obstacles thrown in your way. And you have to stay motivated. And if you have an emotionally compelling reason, and what I mean by that is on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being you absolutely love it and you can't imagine anything better, and 1 being you hate it, obviously an emotionally compelling vision is something or your reasons why you want it has got to be a 10. You have, because if you're, maybe you're in school, because I remember when I was in college, it just it took me seven years to get a four-year degree. I mean, there were semesters that I took off, and I was only taking three or four classes a semester. But there were so many things. I was doing well. I was tending bar on the weekends, and I also had a full-time job in the construction industry. So I already had my entry-level job that I would have gotten, like because most people go to school, and then they graduate, and then they go out and get a job. But I started as an unpaid intern for a construction company when I was like 22, 23 years old, I worked for free for about a month, proved myself, and then they hired me full time. So the motivation to really finish school and get my degree was kind of not there. And there were times where I questioned myself, I was like, what do I need to finish this thing up for? But internally, I wanted to have it because obviously it would have helped to get my general contractor's license to be able just to sit for the test because construction, going to school for construction management, you get the degree, you get the experience, and you need at least five years in the industry just to sit for the test. So I had reasons why I wanted it, and plus I would have gotten, I would get a raise, obviously, if I got my degree as well. And plus it was just something that I wanted, I wanted to do. I wanted to accomplish it. I wanted to get that degree, and I wanted to finish it up, especially when I had all my buddies were starting to graduate and come home at 21, 22, and I still had another two years to go three years to go just because I was only taking a few classes each semester because I was working full-time so the reason why I got through it is because I always thought about what I wanted what I was gonna be able to do and the things that I wanted to accomplish in my life and that's what kept me motivated even when I would take a semester off I'd be three or four months down the road and as the new semesters were the new, next semester was coming up I started to feel that internal pressure, that internal drive, like, I gotta get this out of the way. I don't want my friends busting, because my friends would come home and bust my balls, like, hey, I got this. Some of my friends graduated in three and a half years. You know, they didn't work, they just went to school full time. But it bothered me, because I'm a little bit competitive by nature, and I just wanted to get it done. Number three, what is your grand vision for your life? Who do you want to become, and what do you want to experience? Money doesn't make you happy, but it gives you choices. It gives you the ability to spend your life in the way you want and have the kind of things, material things, that you want in your life. Number four, what is your plan of action? Obviously, you have to come up with some kind of plan that you're going to execute. Maybe it involves going to college. Maybe it involves going back to college if you're older and decided that you want to move your life in a new direction or maybe you want to start a business well instead of going out and reinventing the wheel you want to go find somebody that maybe you can go work for or get mentored by that's already succeeded at the highest level that you want to succeed at either work for them or model their success or at the very least sit down and have a cup of coffee with them and just pick 
their brain. Number five, how do you respond to failure and setbacks? Remember, people will do more to avoid pain than they'll do to gain pleasure. Our natural instincts are to move away from things that are painful or potentially painful, whether it's physical pain, emotional pain, or mental pain. Our brains are wired to, want to make us move towards what feels safe. But in order to reach out and be, be, become or re, reach your full potential, you gotta step outside your comfort zone. You're gonna have to do things that are scary, they're gonna feel weird, they're gonna feel awkward, whether it's you wanna become better interacting with members of the opposite sex, or you wanna get good at walking into the door of potential employers and meeting people and shaking their hands and getting to know them, it takes balls to do that. It takes a lot of self-confidence to walk into a place because you're in essence selling yourself to somebody else or if you want to sell somebody on why they should invest in your company or your million dollar business idea. You've got to develop those skills. You've got to become comfortable with recognizing that failure is just going to be a part of life. If you're trying to be more successful with women, you're going to have to interact with a lot of them. You're going to have to talk to a lot of them. You're going to have to ask a lot of them out on dates. And you're going to have to actually go out on dates. And then you're going to have to practice being good at the dating process or having fun, creating an opportunity for sex to happen. Same thing with business. If you want to start a business, you got to learn how businesses run, how it makes a profit, how it's managed, how it, what the value proposition is, why people, why customers come in and will give you their money for your products or your services. Nobody's born an expert. Everybody starts out as a novice. We all have the same amount of hours in the day. And it's just, how are you gonna spend those hours? Most people tend to major in minor things and most of their time is spent being busy and doing lots of stuff, but it's not really productive time that's gonna give you the gifts, the skills, develop the talents so you can eventually create the life and lifestyle that you want. Learn, do you learn from your mistakes? That's really important. People, I see emails all the time I get from people and it's like they're doing the same things over and over and over again. And clients that I talk to on a somewhat regular basis and I hear the same things that they were doing in the last phone session, they're continuing to do those and I point those little things out. That's part of refining yourself, refining your process. Number eight, are you modeling successful people to speed up your success? Instead, a lot of people do this, like, oh, I'm gonna become a millionaire, I'm gonna start this business, I'm gonna do that business. And the best way to speed up your success and cut down your learning time frame is to model or study other people that have already succeeded at the highest level. Go find the people that are the best in the field or career that you wanna go into or if you want to be an entrepreneur, go find the people who have the most successful businesses, where their employees are the happiest, where it's very profitable, and it's a very stable business, and it does well no matter what the economy or economic environment may happen to be. Number nine, embrace the suck. Life sucks sometimes. It's not all sunshine and roses. Things aren't going to just magically line up one after another and it'll just all be sunshine and roses. 
when it's like I was talking about, you know, a, a couple steps ago. In other words, number four, what is your plan of action? I mean, at the end of the day, it's like the business that I have now. I'm in my 11th year now as a full-time life coach, and the stuff that I've been teaching, I've been using in my life for two and a half decades at this point in my life. So I've gotten very good at, at these mindsets and mastering my focus. And so like when I first started this business, I had a concept of the way I thought the business would be and how it would work out. And then I started testing that. And as I started testing that, started advertising, started marketing, started putting all those little pieces together that ultimately became the successful business that I have today. The business that I have today, the what I do day in and day out, my activities aren't even close to what I was doing when I started out. The bottom line is you have to notice when something is working. If something is working, you do more of that. If something is not working that well, then you have to look at why is it working, why is it not working, and then either modify your approach or change and try something else. And the bottom line is if you're gonna get, in any area of your life, you're not gonna be successful the first time you try something. You have to learn from your failures and you have to continue to adapt your approach because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. If you keep doing what you've always done, you'll continue to get what you've always got. And I see like when I do phone sessions with men and women who are kind of struggling with maintaining their emotional self-control versus totally losing their shit and doing or saying things that's going to turn the other person off, I see that a lot because people are so driven by their fears or what they're trying to avoid. But if you embrace the fact that things are going to suck, sometimes things may suck for weeks or months or even a couple of years. I mean, it wasn't fun to go from making half a million dollars a year in the real estate business to sleeping on my dad's couch and waiting tables for 10 months. But I was willing to do it. I was willing to suffer for my business because I knew it was just simply a matter of time, repetition, and trial and error and learning from my mistakes. Most people, they give up. That's why they stay in a, a shitty job or they stay in a shitty relationship or they stay in business with people that are assholes and they don't get along with because they're too afraid to go and do the things they want because of the potential pain they think they may experience. But the bottom line is challenges and failures are what really help you grow more than anything. Success is not a great teacher. Failure and overcoming challenges, that's what builds your confidence. That's what makes you resilient. So year in and year out, when you're not getting to where you want to be, like I was, I was talking to a buddy of mine recently and there was a guy that I used to know, he used to work for me many years ago. And that guy was just a real dickhead to me back, and this was like 2000, let's see, it was like 2008, 2009. He was really trying to get me to quit what I was doing because I really hadn't figured out the right way to grow my business. And he wanted me to quit and give up. And this particular guy had never owned his own business and he'd never been successful at that. Even though he had worked for me and had and saw the successful business that I had built, he was getting me to quit and give up and be like him because that was his story. Well, that particular dude, and the guy's almost 60 years old now and he's working at Home Depot. And he's been doing that for like the last six or seven years. Now, there's nothing wrong with working at Home Depot, 
But that's not what he really wants to do. He basically just gave up, and he's not really stretching beyond his comfort zone now. And obviously I'm doing really well, and I stuck with it. I didn't let him deter me and diminish me or get me to give up and become like him. And we all have to deal with people like that, whether they're friends, whether they're family, or next-door neighbors, or maybe they're coworkers, or clients, or customers. You have to become really good at tuning those kind of fucking people out because only you know what your reasons are why you're choosing to do something and when you have again when you have a really strong emotion compelling reason why you want to do what you're doing you'll find a way and if you don't if you're really not committed as soon as things become tough or difficult or it doesn't look like it's going to work out you'll just give up and settle and do what's easy and then you get to the end of your life, and then you're regretting that you never really went for it. You never really stretched to see what you're really capable of. Number 11, or number 10, think in terms of decades, not years. Great things take decades. When I think about the fact that I started this business back in 2005, it literally took eight, nine, 10 years for my business to really kick ass on the level that it's doing now. It was the same thing in real estate. I mean, I started going to school when I was 18 for my construction management degree. And it literally, from that period of time till I was 28, 29, is when I really started making serious money. If you study like Steve Jobs or you study anybody that's had a really great company, the guys from Netflix, we all see, we all know about the successes when people succeed. But nobody tends to see the work that was put into it. And you know, I've been studying successful people my whole life, and I see that pattern over and over and over again. It's like what Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. And when you study enough successful other people and you've succeeded at several things in your life as well, you learn to recognize it takes at least a decade to really get it going well. So you have to understand that. Like one of the things that Tony Robbins says is we tend to overestimate what we can do in a year, but we tend to underestimate what we can accomplish in a decade. I've got my assistant the other day posted a quote, and I talked about this a while back. It was a uh, something that Michael Jackson had said, and this is this was a and I read this probably maybe about a year ago in a video, but I want to read it again because it's so powerful. And this is in a letter dated November 6, 1979. It was during the Destiny Tour. And Michael Jackson wrote the following. He said, MJ will be my new name. No more Michael Jackson. I want a whole new character, a whole new look. I should be totally, be a totally different person. People should never think of me as the kid who sang ABC and I want you back. I should be a new incredible actor, singer, dancer that will shock the world. I will do no interviews. I will be magic. I will be a perfectionist, a researcher, a trainer, a master. I will be better than every great actor roped into one. I must have the most incredible training system to dig and dig and dig until I find. I will study and look back on the whole world of entertainment and perfect it, take it steps further from where the greatest left off. That was in 1979. 
And I would say he pretty much fucking accomplished that. That was his vision statement. You can, I mean, those words, there's some real fucking power and heart in those words. He believed in it. He decided that he was going to do it, and he did it. He executed that plan. And the rest is obviously rock and roll history, if you will. Number 11, willpower gets you through moments of fear and hopelessness. At the end of the day, it's great to have a lot of enthusiasm in the beginning, but as you start running into challenges and obstacles and the years roll by and you're still not where you want to be, and a, a lot of times it's going to feel like you're never going to get there. And in those moments, you've got to bring yourself back to the present moment and focus on what do I need to do right now? What little goal can I accomplish right now or by the end of today that can get me a little bit closer to where I want to be? Really important. Because like when I first started this business, I was like, oh, I'll get there, take two, three years, no problem. Well, once I got two, three years down the road, it, I still felt in a lot of ways like I really hadn't made that much progress. I tried a lot of things and a lot of things didn't work out and I learned a whole hell of a lot. But the bottom line is, is that I wasn't anywhere close to where I wanted to be. And a lot of times it felt hopeless. It seemed hopeless. But all I did is I put my head down and just kept grinding forward, believing that eventually someday by trial and error of enough things and learning from enough of my mistakes, my mistakes and failures that I'd eventually figure it out. And eventually I did. And now here I am met at a family member's house hanging out and you can see the intercoastal behind me. I get, I get to pick and choose who I want to spend my time with, where I want to hang out, the kinds of clients that I want to have, what days I want to work and what days I don't want to work. And it's really wonderful to be able to do this. I'm extremely grateful for all of you that have been with me all these years and are making the same efforts in your own lives. It's an honor to be able to coach people and to get all these great success stories that I get and to see all the wonderful reviews. Like I was looking at my audible.com the other day. I have over 1,300 reviews and I got 4.8 out of 5 stars. That's pretty damn Good. And if you look at other audiobooks, most audiobooks, even the really good ones, only have a few hundred reviews. And that's only been on there six months. And it's really awesome. I'm so grateful that people believe enough in what I do and appreciate enough of what I do that not only do they apply it, but they get the results and they post great reviews and they share it with other friends and family. There's a whole reason I started this. It's like when you get to a certain level of success in life, it's like if you look at like every billionaire, what do they end up doing? Are you somebody like Andrew Carnegie or Bill Gates or a uh, Warren Buffett. People that get to a point where they have more money than they could ever spend, they want to give back. They want to focus more on contribution. As you've heard me probably talk about many times in previous videos, our sixth human need is contribution. And if you focus on contributing to other people's lives in a meaningful way, adding value, you actually meet all your other needs. Nothing is more rewarding than doing things for other people, but all of us, in some, whether you're flipping hamburgers or picking up trash for a living, we're all involved in service to our fellow men and women. Number 12, success and happiness comes from making progress. Look for signs of progress. In other words, 
what, what can I be grateful for? Just getting an email from somebody saying, hey, I really appreciate what you did, or a thank you, or rewarding yourself, taking yourself to a nice lunch or a nice dinner just for your hard work, for your hard effort, or you get to, the, like, one of the things I remember I used to do is that when I was in college, I had this sheet that had all these classes that I had to get out of the way in order to get my degree, and, every, and I would look, review this a couple times during the semester, and it would just keep shrinking, 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 and as I completed the class, I would highlight it that it was done, and I would put my grade next to it. So I could see that I was literally making progress. I was measuring my success, even though it took me seven years to get all those things filled in, just having that little piece of paper and reviewing it maybe once a month, just looking at it, when I was feeling down, helped me to see, wow, ma'am, I am making incremental progress, and that's the most important thing, is that you can look for little, hey, I learned this, or I learned something new that I didn't know before, or I tried, it's like when people talk to Thomas Edison, and he told him, yeah, I've failed like 8,300 different things that I've tried to make the light bulb work. And they look at him like he's crazy. And he says, no, this is great. I found 8,300 things that don't work. Each failure brings me closer to the right material that's going to make the light bulb work. And eventually he did. I mean, who fails 10,000 times at something before they succeed without giving up? Most people don't. You ever watch little kids when they're trying to learn how to walk? If any of you, for those of you that are parents, how many of you, unless your kid's got some kind of physical disability, how many of you say, well, once my kid falls down a hundred times and can't walk, that's it. He's, he or she's not walking and I'm fucking, I'm going to give up. Nobody's, no parent says that. They keep picking their child up until eventually they get it. But how many of us adults do that with our lives? Most of us fail once or twice or three or four times. They're like, that's it. It's too hard. I get emails from guys and they're like, oh, I've asked out all these women in six months. I've been trying to... It's like, well, how many women have you asked out in the last six months? Three. I was like, come on, man. You're not even trying. You have to look at failure as it's a process of elimination. Eventually, you're going to get there. Number 13, what are you grateful for? Find reasons to be grateful. I'm grateful that the sun's finally fucking coming out after three days of rain and crappy wind. Just little things like that. When you ask yourself, what do I have to be grateful for? It causes your brain to focus on finding reasons. If you're asking yourself constantly disempowering questions like, why does this shit always happen to me? Why do things always go sideways? Why do I always get rejected? Why do I always get passed over for that promotion? Your brain's going to give you answers, and that's going to justify your model of the world, your worldview. It's not going to help you get from where you are. When you're feeling crappy, one of the best things you can do is ask yourself, well, what do I have to be grateful? Well, I'm healthy. I still have breath in my lungs. If I have breath in my lungs, I'm still alive. That means I still have time to work at making my life better. Number 14, find the gift in every experience, good and bad. In other words, what's good about this? What, what can I learn from this? How can this be useful to me? How can I be better the next time around? Number 15, use pain and pleasure to get leverage upon yourself to take action instead of using it as justification 
to do nothing. Like one of the things that I really struggled with before I came across Tony Robbins' work in college was this fear that I wasn't smart enough and good enough to pass calculus. And so often what I did, my classes that were really hard, like calculus or physics, I would tend to put things off and say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cram this weekend. And then the weekend would come and go, you know what, I'll, I'll really buckle down next weekend. And then I'd get three or four weeks in the semester because I'd put things off so much, and then I would try to cram for a test, and I wouldn't be able to do it. Then I get you know close to halfway through the semester, and I'd have to drop the class so I wouldn't get a, a failing grade. It's my fear of failure and my fear of finding out that I wasn't smart enough to pass caused me to really not take any action at all. But when I broke my calculus problems down into little daily goals, in other words, I would have to do a couple problems each day and I would discipline myself to do it. I found that as after two or three weeks had gone by, I actually knew what the teacher was talking about in class. And when I finally started doing that, I was actually able to get an A in calculus when I had dropped the damn class three times. Number 16, let go of your attachment to your outcome. So in other words, when you take action and you keep moving forward in your life, a lot of times things are not going to work out the way you expect. You gotta accept that that's the way it is, that's the way it's supposed to be, and obviously there's more things you have to learn, there's more things you have to experience, or that person that you hoped it would work out with, it's just not meant to be. Because when we become attached to either a person or a circumstance in our life being different or acting different than it is, we're gonna suffer because that takes us out of the present moment. And when we don't accept reality, we suffer. Number 17, be in a state of receptivity instead of attachment to outcomes. Accept that whatever happens is the way it's supposed to be or you will suffer. In other words, be grateful for everything that happens. Everything that's, because it's just like one of the things that Steve Jobs said. It, you're not going to be able to connect the dots in your life looking forward. It's only after you've gotten to where you want to be or several years down the road in your journey that you can kind of look back and go, wow, everything just kind of lined up perfectly. At the, and at the time, I couldn't see that, but now that I can look back, you can see the perfection and the design of things. It's like all the struggles that I went through as a life coach. It caused me to have to use, like I was talking earlier about willpower. It caused me to have to lean on my willpower to keep moving forward even though my business hadn't taken off in the first year or two like I thought it would when I first started it. And having gone through all that challenge and all that struggle, it made me a better life coach. It made me more humble and it enabled me to better understand where people were. Because up until that point in my life, I had known nothing but, I mean I had challenges, but mostly it was a steady stairway to success everything was always getting better but when i started this business it was just you know constant struggle trial and error and just nothing really seemed to work number 18 practice radical humility i learned this one from wayne dr wayne dyer he says give credit to everywhere but your ego in other words let other people sing your praises. One of the things that the great Walter Payton, the NFL player, said is that when you're good, you'll tell other people. 
But when you're great, they'll tell you. Let your work and your actions speak louder than your words. Number 19, think from the end. Assume that eventually you will succeed with enough time and repetition. Always imagine and visualize, maybe take a couple of minutes every day and just contemplate where you wanna be and what it'll be like when you get there, what your life will be like, what kinds of people will be in your life, what your business or your career will be like, what your lifestyle will be like, what kind of peer group you'll be surrounded by, what, what kinds of things you'll be doing for fun and the kinds of people you'll be doing it with. Number 20, stay in the present moment and focus on the process and the grind. I coach a lot of people that play in the NFL, the NBA, Major League Basketball, soccer, or football as they call it in Europe. And the best athletes are really great at focusing on the process. They're focused on their diet. They're focused on their exercise program. They're focused on their film study. They're focused on learning the fundamentals. And they're also focused on listening to the coaches and buying into the system that the coaches have given them to get better. Because you know, when you get to that level, everybody in the NFL or the NBA or any of the major sports leagues, everybody's talented. I mean, there's seven and a half billion people on the planet. There's maybe 1,000, 1,500 active people that actually are playing in the NFL. So if you think about it, out of a billion, seven and a half billion people, we got about 1,000, 1,500 that are actually playing or on the practice squads of the different teams. Everybody's, you, you can't get to that level unless you got talent. But the really great players, they outwork and they out hustle everybody else. When, when other people with a lot of talent are drinking beers and partying on the weekends, they're eating healthy, they're disciplining themselves, they're focused on reaching their full potential because people that don't have as much talent as other people, they have to outwork them. And it's amazing when you see people that have a fraction of the talent that some of the other people in the NFL do, but yet once their careers are over, they're the ones setting all the records in the record books just because they outwork and they out-hustle everybody else. Number 21, weight training and cardio exercise makes you happier, healthier, and more attractive. It's an essential part of life. And like I've talked about many times in the past, your lymphatic system doesn't have a, a pump to pump that fluid so you can drain the waste. It requires the expansion and contraction of your muscles. Your body, your cells in your body need oxygen, they need the proper nutrients, and they need the ability to have the waste eliminated. Otherwise, the cells start to spoil and rot. And you can see this at the cellular level if you've ever had dark field microscopy done where you look at live, seeing your live living blood under a microscope. That's pretty fucking sobering. You can see how healthy or unhealthy you are by doing live blood analysis with somebody like a, somebody that's a pathologist or somebody that's trained in your country or your city to do that. And working out, exercising is essential to maintaining your body. You don't have to be as big as Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you got to work out with weights and you have to do cardio. It's essential for 
detoxifying your body and eliminating waste and keeping you mentally sharp and mentally, in other words, having mental clarity. Number 22, eat an alkaline-based diet that keeps you awake, aware, alert, and in a peat state physically, mentally, and emotionally. Like I did a video several years ago called How to, Corey's, How to Make Corey's Green Juice. And also another one, How to Make the World's Best Salad. Those two things right there you should look at as a supplement to your life. Juice, if you never juice vegetables, a paradigm shift that I went through about 15, 16 years ago is when I started juicing green vegetables. Nothing has done more for my health and the allergy problems that I used to have and the hay fever that I used to get and the skin problems I used to have than juicing vegetables and eating an alkaline-based diet. It's been an absolute paradigm shift. I spent up until I was 30, 31 years old having either both, both of my nasal passages completely closed or one of them just partially open. And to have both my nasal passages open all the time when I spent 30, 31 years of my life with them mostly closed, I can't tell you how nice it is to wake up in the morning with my tongue moist instead of feeling like I swallowed a, a bucket of sand. Anybody that hasn't gone through it, it, it's a miserable fucking way to live. Having a runny nose all the time or hay fever, it's like, oh, or allergies. I'm so fucking grateful for that. Number 23, get network chiropractic care, NSA. I did a video several years ago called How to Become More Confident and Sure of Your Actions where I talk about the benefits of network chiropractic care and how it keeps you in a peaceful and relaxed state. Because when we're, when we're in a peaceful and relaxed state, we're going to make our best decisions. We're going to be most efficient in our actions. Because if you're really stressed and you're really fearful – the actions that you take are going to be based upon fear. And the results of those actions are going to bring about more chaos, more things that are unbalanced and inefficient, which is going to continue to keep you in a fearful state. And when the beauty, the beauties of network care and why I still go at least once a week to get adjusted is it keeps me in that peaceful, relaxed state so I can be most efficient, healthy, and make and just everything I do helps contribute to being in a peaceful and relaxed state. Number 24, this is important. Get seven to eight hours of sleep every night. Your body needs sleep. You can go for short periods of time with three or four hours of sleep, but that is just not healthy. Number 25, moving your body changes your emotional state. So if you're going through a difficult time or you feel like you've kind of hit the wall metaphorically, go do something and move physically, whether it's go to the gym or go do some cardio exercise or just go for a walk. Get off your butt and go somewhere and move around in nature. Move your body physically because motions changes your emotional state. Number 26, this is being important. Be aware of your body language and physiology. I did a video several years ago called Body Language That Attracts Women. All men and women should be cognizant and aware of your posture. Are you leaning forward? Is your head down? Are you walking around looking at the ground? Or is your chest out? 
your head back, your shoulders back, your arms down at your side. You're going to feel better. You're going to look more confident. And people are going to see that alpha male, alpha female physiology. It's the physiology of leaders. People who have their chest out and their head back and their arms back are going to feel proud of themselves. They're going to feel a little bit taller as well. But when you feel proud of yourself, you're going to feel happier. You're going to feel more grateful. You're going to be more excited about your future and your future prospects. Number 27, take time to unplug and enjoy your life and celebrate your victories. This is really important. Be great to have, if you don't have one already, to have a journal where every day maybe take two or three minutes just to write down things that you're grateful for or to take yourself to a nice lunch or take yourself to a nice dinner or take somebody that you care about out to a nice lunch or dinner in a nice place with the kind of food that you really like and just reward yourself when you've been disciplined and been busting your ass and taking action to get from where you are to where you want to be. You gotta celebrate your victories. Because if you only focus on, okay, well when I make a million dollars, then I'll be really happy. When I finally get the woman of my dreams, then I'll really be happy. When I get that Ferrari, then I'm really gonna be happy. Those are moments in time that don't last. You gotta find a way to enjoy your journey because it's during your journey and all the things that happen to you, all the obstacles and all the challenges that you overcome is what makes you who you are. It's really not about getting to your destination, but it's about the journey getting to that destination and, and who you become while you're on that journey. Number 28, spend time with supportive peers, friends, and family. One of the things I learned from Tony Robbins many years ago, the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the quality of the people who you consistently spend your time with. And also the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the expectations of your peer group. Remember when I talked earlier about the guy that is working at Home Depot now. I don't. He's not in my life and I haven't talked to that dude for about eight years now. And that's why I don't keep people like that in my life. Can you imagine spending time with somebody like that every day? Somebody who has given up? They're going to be going out of their way to get you to do the same thing. Because they're trying to sell you on their story. Their way that they go about life. And if they're successful at that, then that causes them to feel better about their life of mediocrity. It's very important. We become just like the five people that we spend most of our time with. It's definitely something to think about. Number 29, make a lifelong commitment to learning and self-improvement. Tony Robbins has an acronym called C-A-N-I, CANI as he calls it. It stands for Constant and Never-Ending Improvement. I'm always reading, I'm always learning, I'm always trying to get better. Even when I read a book, even if I get one or two ideas out of it or things that I didn't know, I know more than I did before. And the more knowledge that you have, the better you're going to become, the more efficient you can be. When you look at demographics of different countries, the more educated a population is, 
the more stable it is, the freer it tends to be, the happier its citizens tend to be, the safer the society tends to be, the wealthier the society tends to be. It's extremely important to commit to being a lifelong learner. Number 30, you do your best work when you are relaxed. Make sure your life and your lifestyle is set up to help keep you in a peaceful and relaxed state. Like I'm sitting here doing this video. I worked on this list for a couple of days. Got the intercoastal behind me. I'm in a peaceful and relaxed state and that's where I do my best work. Number 31, pay yourself first. Your business or your life will eat all your money otherwise. Your revenue must exceed your expenses. As an entrepreneur, I've been guilty of this many times in my life, is that as an entrepreneur, you know, if you, whatever you've got left over, you think, all right, well, if I invest this back into the company, I can grow it even more. You gotta pay yourself first. Because the bottom line is you're, you can spend all of your money on growing your business. But the idea is you wanna take out at least 20% of your profits and put it away. And the same thing when it comes to your career. You wanna be saving money. You don't wanna be looking at what you what the credit card companies are always, but well, you need a credit card for emergencies. Well, what if you had plenty of money in the bank and a debit card instead? You don't pay any interest on to use that money and it's nice to be there. It's nice to have that. It gives you peace of mind. When you have plenty of money in the bank, it contributes to you being in a peaceful and relaxed state. But if you're always paycheck to paycheck and you spend everything that you make and you don't put anything away and then something happens, your car breaks down, boom, now you're in a stress state and you're freaking out about it. And when you're freak, freaking out about something, your decisions and your actions tend to bring about more circumstances that contribute to you being having an unbalanced life. And that just causes you to take even longer to get to where you want to be in life. Number 32, see everyone as your ally and ask questions for help and advice instead of ordering or complaining to get people to do what you want. I remember this was back in, I think it was like 2004, 2005. We had three hurricanes that came through Orlando and I was out of town for two of those and I was only in town for one of them but the second hurricane when I was coming back, I think it was in Texas, and I got stuck at the airport because all the flights got canceled because of the hurricane. And you know, I was at the airport, it was really packed, and I was irritated and pissed off because I just wanted to get home. I was literally on the other side of the world, and yet he, you know, when I left to go travel, there was no hurricane, but obviously two, two and a half, three weeks later, when I'm on my way back, there's this hurricane, and now all the flights to Orlando are canceled, and there's nothing flying into Orlando. So I think I landed in Vegas, and then I flew from Vegas to Texas, and then I was stuck in the airport in Texas, and I remember when I first got to the air, airport in, in Vegas, long lines, I'm, I'm tired already. I've been flying for like 12, 14 hours. I was tired, I was not in a good mood. And I could have gone up to the people at desk and, and bitched and complained about the fact that my flights were canceled and they needed to do something. But it's kind of like going back to the being in a state of receptivity, if you will, that I talked about that I learned from Wayne Dyer. And I looked at those, those people working there as an ally. And I went up to them and I, instead of being pissed off and berating them, which I could have easily done and 
could be justified now, but I thought, you know what? Let me be nice to these people and ask them for help if they can help me get home. What can you do for me? Is there another airport that I can fly into? And they're like, well, all right, well, we got a flight going to Texas because my lug- I was separated from my luggage because my luggage got, uh, you know, I ended up missing a flight because a connection was late. And so my luggage was was on my way back home. And so as I, as, you know, I wanted to catch it. My, my luggage had all my clothes and my toothpaste, my toothbrush, my razor, everything in it. So I was separated from my luggage. I'm, I'm in Texas. And um, you know, I was talking to the, the, the person there that could, could change my flights. She was really nice and because I was kind. You know, anything you could do to help, I'm, you know, anything you do, I really appreciate it. I just, I'm so tired. I've been traveling. And you're like, oh, that's really tough. Sorry that that happened to you. Because I could have been a dick. If I had been a dick, she was like, oh, sorry, there's nothing there. You're just going to have to wait. But instead, she took the time and really went out of her way. She got on the phone. She called around and got me some flights. And then by the time I got to Texas, I did the same thing. When I got to Texas, I was really nice to the person at the gate, anything you can do to help. And they said, well, it looks like around 2 in the morning we might have a flight going to Orlando. You know, And so I was on standby. So I sat there and I waited and then got the flight. And when I flew back home, it's like the, my luggage had literally arrived at the same time. It was so bizarre. You know, I took this, you know, my luggage took a completely different route to get to Orlando than I did. And like literally as I was, I was walking up to the conveyor belt where my luggage would be, you know, I, I first went because I thought the luggage would have gotten there a long time ago. I went to the, the, the baggage claim where you know, all the lost luggage is or the luggage that's not claimed is. And they're like, oh, that flight is just coming in now. It's over in like conveyor two or whatever. And so literally as I'm walking over there, boom, there comes my bag. I was like, that was so cool. All because I treated those people as an ally and I was kind to them and I asked them for help. Human beings, we love to be helpful. Number 33, big things have little beginnings. Whether it's your career, whether it's a business, whether it's your life and your lifestyle. When you start out, you really don't have a lot. In other words, it's like my business that I have now. It's like I'm only doing one video a week. I mean there was a period of time where I was literally doing six videos a day four times a week for about six months because the more videos I did, the faster my subscribers grew on my YouTube channel, the faster my business grew. But that was, you know, most of those videos were like two or three minutes long. But at this point now I've got over 2,000 videos and so I don't have to work as hard. My business, whether I'm doing five videos a week or one video a week, it grows at the same Great. And plus, I've literally, you know, I've literally got 2,000 videos. Most people don't have 2,000 videos in their YouTube channel. So if you got a question, especially when it comes to dating, relationship, or pickup skills, more than likely I've probably got 10 videos that I've answered on that particular topic. And the nice thing about having an internet-based business is, or it's just like when you get to a point in your career where you're very knowledgeable and you have a lot of experience. You still work the same amount of hours, but your compensation is going to be a lot higher because your knowledge and your skills and the value that you can add is a lot higher. So just because you're not where you want to be right now, again, you got to figure it's going to take you at least 10 years to get there or more. Maybe it takes you 20 years to get there. But even if it takes you 20 years, isn't it worth it?
Isn't it worth it to spend your life doing what you want, coming and going as you please, and being able to spend your life in your own way? I mean, who wants to sit in a cubicle all day at a job you hate? I mean, I've done that. I did that for many years in my life, and it sucked, but I always had a vision of where I wanted to go, and that was just a stepping stone to get from where I was to eventually where I am today. Number 34, feel your pain and unpleasant emotions to heal and dissolve them so they don't persist and hold you back. I've talked about this many times in the past. If you're suffering, if you're not feeling good, if you're feeling frustrated or things feel hopeless right now in life, you got to take time to be alone and to be present with those feelings without any kind of judgment, without trying to get out of them because you got to get into them before you can get out of them. What you resist will persist. So if you're trying to avoid feeling crappy by drugs or alcohol or being busy with TV or having the radio going or doodling on your smartphone, it's only going to get worse. But if you take time to really get into those negative emotions and feel them, you will heal them and they will dissolve because life is not all sunshine and roses. Sometimes life is just going to suck and you have to become okay with things sucking and saying, you know what, this is just part of my process. This is just part of my journey. Eventually, I'm going to get to where I want to be. So if you'd like to get my help Personally, you can go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and follow the instructions for booking whichever coaching option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.